Hello and welcome to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast, isang Bible study podcast by Pinoy's for Pinoy's, hosted by UCM Interface, ang Young Adults Community ng Union Church of Manila. Taglish conversational, expository, or inductive study method. Di kami experts, most of us are young professionals, but we do try our best to study context and let scripture speak for itself. Sa book studies at special topics, yung goal namin is to provide you with materials to help you live, work, speak, and serve as a follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us at kung trip nyo tong ginagawa namin, maybe subscribe and share with your friends and family. Okay, hello everybody, my name is Gooch, commercial voice artist. And I'm Rainier, I'm the Young Adult Ministry Director at Union Church of Manila. My name is Megan. I work in the fintech industry as a head for MSME products. And hello everyone. My name is Mitch. I am a writer, editor, educator, mom, and everything in between. Well, All right. Okay, so announcements muna. Alam nyo ba guys na ito ay ang ating 50th episode sa Uy. podcast na to. Yay! Sa wow. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank yes. you. Glory to God. May party ba? Joke. May pakain ba? <laughs> sa, sa ibang mga podcast, may mga parapol-rapol sila, may mga pa-event-event. Pero tayo, wala naman tayong budget. So, wala. announcement lang. <laughs> <laughs> 50th episode and it's a lot of work. Mm. It's been fun. Yeah. Definitely. And so para sa ating listeners and for our past and present guests over the last two to three years, I think. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Lost count. So salamat sa inyo lahat for being a part of this. To another 50 episodes and more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we are on our third episode of Book of Ruth. We'll be discussing Ruth chapter 3. Pero before that, mag-recap muna tayo ng mga pangyayari sa previous episode. Previously on Ruth chapter 2. Okay, in chapter 2, ito yung the very first time na nag-venture out na tong si Ruth, di ba? Lumabas siya, but not really very sure where to go. Nagpaalam siya na mag-glean siya. Oo, maghahanap na ako ng pagkain para uh-huh. sa atin. Uh-huh. Pero alam niyo naman yung theme ng Ruth eh. Palagi na lang uh, surprise, di ba? Ay, parang coincidence. Oo, puro coincidence. Uh-huh. Anong nangyari pagpunta ni Ruth, naghahanap siya ng field where she could glean. Yeah. Di ba nakalagay, as it turned out. And it yeah. just so happened. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And she ended up working in the field owned by Boaz, who happens to be a relative of Elimelech. A kinsman redeemer. Hmm. Tapos, sakto din, nandun din si Boaz, diba? Oo. Dumating din si Boaz doon. Yeah. Nakita natin yung character ni Boaz as a man of hayil. Yung generosity, kindness, the compassion, how he showed God's graciousness, and that he was God's instrument. Para naman magkaroon ng pag-asa itong yeah. sina uh-huh. Naomi, no? And even in the workplace, right? Among yes. his workers. Oo, oh, yun. Yeah. Malaking bagay oh. din. Mm-hmm. And even so, din nakita natin kay Ruth, binigyan ng protection, pinakain pa, may take-home pa. Oh. Oh. May vinaigrette. Oh, may vinaigrette. Uh-huh. Tapos sa dulo, di ba umuwi si Ruth kay Naomi. Nagulat si Naomi na parang ang dami niya nag-glean eh. Mm-hmm. Tapos na, saan ka nag-glean? Ah, kay Laboaz. <gasps> Surprise! Boaz! Isa siyang mm. redeemer! Plot twist. Ayan, yeah. Plot yeah. twist. Yeah. Which I think is crucial to the upcoming events dito sa Ruth chapter 3. Pero bago tayo magsimula sa ating discussion, let's go through our reading. 3 to 1 and... The Book of Ruth Ruth chapter 3 Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, 
and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, All that you say I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city, and when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Okay, ano, game na Yes. Game? Yeah. Game. We ended Ruth chapter 2 with Ruth gleaning in the fields of Boaz, right? And it gives us a sense of hope and it also rightfully brings hope to Naomi as well. I mean, if we remember chapter 1, what did Naomi say when she came back to Bethlehem? Oh, di na ako blessed. Yeah, yeah I'm bitter. Na. I'm full of bitterness, right? Mm. And she felt empty. But now we see two chapters after. Maybe it's not so empty after all, right? Mm-hmm. And we see a change in Naomi's thinking, but also in the way that she interacts with Ruth. She says, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? So she looks outward now, right? Mm-hmm. The, the thing about bitterness, I think, is that it turns us inward. Mm-hmm. It's all about us. That's right. It's very narrow. Yeah. But when we get a glimpse of hope, we start to turn outwards and we start to serve others, right? right. So now uh-huh. we see that Naomi is looking outward. She's looking at what Ruth needs. 
in this verse, we see that Naomi is saying that Ruth needs rest. Mm. Right, that's right. So uh-huh. rest yung translation mo. Yeah. What is it in yours? It says home. Same. Mine says permanent home. Wow. Oh, permanent pa. Hindi talaga. Hindi temporary. Yeah, yeah. wow. Pagkakabasa ko dito, di ba, yung rest na to, it's not the way that we understand rest na parang chill. Mm. No. Ay, salamat. Vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> rest meaning yung security and benefit found in marriage. Right. Yes. So Correct. it's a yes. place yes. of tranquility. A place of security. Oo, yun yung rest na sinasabi dito. It's refuge. Yeah. Alam mo to, ano to eh, may katumbas sa Tagalog eh. We have this expression, pag yung mag-aasawa na, yung malagay ka sa tahimik. I've heard it a long time ago. I haven't heard it in a while. Well, it's a very similar expression, I would say. Yun, gusto ko nang mailagay sa tahimik. Ayun mo sa mga radio drama. <laughs> oh, oh, yun yun eh. Radio oh, drama talaga. Oh, Pero speaking of radio drama, di ba, na naalala ko yung sinabi ni Mitch before, parang anti-telenovela na everybody's so nice to each mm. other. Oh, yeah. oh. It's interesting dito kasi yung focus na ni Naomi is I should seek rest for you. I should mm. serve you. Yeah. Eh, di ba, doon naman si Ruth para rin kay Naomi eh. Yeah. I agree with Megan. When you are, you know, maybe depressed or something, ganyan, may pinagdadaanan ka, you tend to be inward-looking. But this time, her attitude had changed from yeah. being self-absorbed to having concern for Ruth and her welfare, no? Dati kasi parang namatayan lang talaga si Naomi, but now she's been restored to life. she's now taking the initiative. Kasi yeah. dito, it's you will be provided for it. Eh. Yeah. Hindi niya sinabing uh, yeah. na benefit dyan sa akin? What's in it for me? She was really thinking of the, ano, she really saw kasi, you know, Ruth as her daughter na. Oh, grabe rin mm. naman yung commitment mm. ni Ruth kasi. Pinagdaanan oh, nila. So, Naomi knew that Ruth needed rest, but yes. where would they find that rest in Bethlehem? Remember, it's the time of the judges. Walang rest-rest niyan. <laughs> yeah, di ba? <laughs> it's murder and rape and famine. Yeah. It's not rest, right? Mm. And recall also that Ruth is a Moabite, right? So, oh. she's not as really welcome to the people people yeah. in Bethlehem. So think about the person that Ruth would marry in Bethlehem. They would also probably be outcasted by the rest of Bethlehem oh, as well. Yes, it's risky yes. for the other party. And she's a widow. Diba? So it's not like, you know, she has like a number of young men lining up yeah. at her door. Oh, yeah. So yung rest oh. dito talagang high stakes yeah. na. Mga life or death. Diba? Diba? Uh-huh. Widow na nga, foreigner pa. Diba? So... Yeah. Gutch, could you please read verse 2? 2 to 5. Yeah, 2 to 5. Is not Boaz our relative, whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, All that you say, I will do. Okay, so who does Naomi think Ruth can find rest in? Boaz. Wala nang iba. Wala na. And so, we see that Naomi is actually, as what Mitch mentioned earlier, she's already taking on the parental role for Ruth, right? In those days, the parents made marriage arrangements for their kids. Yeah. And mm. Naomi sees an opportunity over this period of cleaning, which is around seven weeks, give or take. 
So yeah, a little bit of context lang to those who aren't familiar. So threshing floor is actually where the harvest process ends. That's where they start to segregate the grain, right? And usually after the harvest, there's also a celebration or a feast. Siyempre mm-hmm. naman. There's a party. Ito na yun. Tapos na talaga yung harvest season. So they celebrate na. Oh, ilang buwan din yun na pagtatrabaho, di ba? So ito na, party na tayo. Something interesting din dito is that si Boaz kasama sa mm-hmm. winnowing ng barley. Mm-hmm. Well, para manual yeah, yeah. labor. Yes. yes Impressive, yes, ano? Yes. Talaga hands-on siya. He's a very hands-on owner. He's very involved. Yeah. He's very close to his workers. But do you get the picture of how they winnow barley? Sige, can you explain it? Oh, kasi ano yan eh, halu-halu pa yan eh. Hindi pa siya malinis. Mm. So you have the grain still mixed with chaff, tsaka some dirt. Ang ginagawa nila, if you go to a threshing floor, ang location niya somewhere elevated. Why? Uh-oh. Kasi pag yung meron kang fork, winnowing fork, tapos itatapon mo sa air yung grain with a halo pa siya, may chaff, may dirt, whatever. When you throw it up in the air, babagsak yung grain because it's heavier. So yung hangin, yung straw, yung chaff, the wind will blow it away. So mahihiwala yung grain. Magaang yung ipay, so... Yeah. Ewan ko kayo kung na-experience yung magtahip, yung nagtatahip ng bigas. May bilao. Oh, yung may bilao. Tatapon pa tayo. Parang ganun. Except this one, you're using a winnowing fork. Yeah, same principle. Yeah. The purpose is to separate the grain from the straw and chaff. And Naomi gives specific instructions to Ruth, which I find very interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says in verse 3, Wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak. In my translation, uh, she says, Take a bath. Put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Mas malande. Uh. <laughs> may perfume eh. Well, diba? pero kasi din, ang pagkaintindi ko sa culture nila. Kasi there was no specific mention of what kind of fabric that yung damit na isusuot mo. Mm. If it's this special kind of linen, yun yung medyo... May intention. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So may ano pala sila, no? may ganun. Like some fabric means certain things. Mm-mm. Interesting. Pero dito, ang tingin ko lang naman, yung you can now return to your normal life. Mm. Don't dress like a widow. Oh, Ganon. okay. Yon, yeah. Yon, yeah. Yon, yon, yon. So maybe, you know, she was like wearing mourning clothes? I'm not Probably. sure. Probably. Yeah. Diba sa atin, ewan ko ah, pero kasi nung, I remember when my mother died, eh, elementary ako nun eh, we had to wear this black pin. Uh, yeah. uh, or armband. For a, a whole year until magbabang luksa. Pag nagbabang luksa na, okay na hindi mo na isuot yung black pin. Or something like Tama, that. Uh, Siguro na. Tapos, there are certain colors you're not, you can't wear. Masyadong bright. Oo. Mm-hmm. Because you're mourning, nagluluksa ka pa eh. Mm. Kasi halimbawa, naka-black pin ka, pero yung color naman ng shirt mo, tangerine or neon green. Hindi naman niya tatama. Parang mag-re-rave. So, ganun. So, parang put on your best clothes. Yeah, or not even just necessarily your best clothes, but look presentable type. Look nice. Uh-oh. Yeah, look nice. Uh, Oo. Ano lang, parang get on with normal life. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Na. Pwede na. And then after that, she also says, put on your cloak, right? Yeah. Probably okay. to protect her, right? From being recognized. Remember that it's the time of the judges and she is a single uh, uh, okay. foreigner yeah, that's going out point. at night. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, dangerous, right? <laughs> so that's why Naomi mentions that don't make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. It's because there's a feast Uh-oh. and then people go home after the feast except the men who are assigned 
to winnow the barley, to move the grains, to the storage, to ensure security, right? Masipag pala talaga si Boaz, mm-hmm. kung ganun. Yeah, he's part of the men who will spend the night guarding the grains, right? Mm-hmm. Considering he's the owner. Considering he's the owner. So, end-to-end process siya, nandun. Yeah, he's probably Chinese now or something. Pwede ba natin sabihin yun? Chinese nung si Megan eh. Yeah, I'm Chinese. Okay then. So, don't you guys find verse 4 quite, I don't know, scandalous to read? Like, Steamy. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies, then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that, about uncovering his feet. Ano yung significance sa kanila nun? <laughs> so actually, interestingly, the phrase uncover his feet is in Hebrew, it's pronounced maraglov, if I'm not mistaken. Maraglot. Uh, yeah. Mara-glot. And feet in Hebrew, it's actually, surprise, a euphemism for private parts. <gasps> So, if you read this, it's super scandalous, really. Like, yeah, pala. Oh scandalous. Naku, ano pala to? Rated R, right? Rated R ang ating episode na to. Kung ganun, oh. But I also read that itong pinagagawa ni, ni Naomi kay Ruth could be a customary means of requesting marriage. Mm-hmm. Ah. Marriage proposal, pero yung babae ang nag-propose. Mm-hmm. But it's in the context of leveret marriage. Yeah. Ah, in verse 9. Okay. So hindi siya normative. Uh-oh. In their culture, okay. Uh-oh. I mean, there is that. Parang sexual element dito. Suggestion. Diba? Implied. Uh-oh. Pero at the same time, it's not just that, but it's also fulfilling your obligation. Mm. Kasi kung leveret marriage siya, may parang duty involved. Yeah. That's a very good yeah. point. So, hindi lang siya yung the way that we look at marriage ngayon na very romantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dito, hindi, hindi lang ganun siya. It's a, yeah. it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of duty. There's a responsibility that's that's happening here. And it's not just to Ruth but also to the husband of Ruth. Yeah. So, ang sinasabi mo, Gutsch, ang motivation dito is kasi nga, leverage marriage Para sa pamilya ito. Oh, oh. This is for Elimelech. This is for Malon. This is for Kilion. Yes. Obligation sila. Eh. As the kinsman redeemer. Perform your duty as redeemer. Hindi lang siya yung parang, ah, lovey-dovey, mga ganun. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Hindi na naman romantic. Okay. Bak? <laughs> wala talaga. <laughs> hindi mahanap yung find yourself a Boaz. Di ba? Wala. Oh, oh. Hindi pala, okay. <laughs> Sige. So, actually, verses 6 to 8 are just... Rainier, could you read verses 6 to 8? Okay, I'll start with verse 5. Oh, right. It says, I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, wow, may tama na, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Ruth does exactly what Naomi instructs her to do, right? Yeah. Yes, but then I was also thinking there's also a risk involved here. For yeah, sure. definitely. Because you can also turn down eh, oh, Boaz. Diba, may risk pa din. Hindi ito yung guaranteed na sasagutin yung proposal ko. Yeah. Uh-huh. Imagine ng time na to, ah, pitch black. Oh, to, eh. Wala naman sila mga nightlight or anything. So, basta may... so, hindi mo alam sino nandun. Oo, oh, oh, kasi it could have been like, baka lang may papatay sa'yo <laughs> sa gitna ng gabi, diba? Time of the judges, diba? Yeah. Ito na ang huling gabi ko. Ba? May sasaktak pa sa akin, di ba? Nakakatakot din. Kaya risk din siya. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yung paglabas lang sa gabi, risk na yun eh. 
and then the proposal itself. Well, surprising Boaz, that could also be risky. Mm -hmm. uh, he had eaten and drunk. And it may not necessarily mean that he was drunk, yeah, right? It's just no. like the past tense of drink. Yeah. Parang mga happy ka. Dami mong kinain. Sarap ng dinner mo. Dami mong uh -oh. pesta-pesta kayo. Di... Dito sa NLT, in good spirits. Eh? Okay, in good spirits. So, not necessarily inebriated, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, happy lang. Tapos, so, she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. Tapos, mm. no midnight, nga, Gulat na, startle. Behold, a woman lay at his feet. Yeah. Who this? Who this? <laughs> okay, so if Mitch could read verse 9, please. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. Mm, spread your wings over your servant, okay. wow. for you are redeemer. Sa ESV, sa amin ni Megan, it's spread your wings over your servant. Ang ganda. Oh, wow. Doesn't that phrase sound familiar, guys? Yes. Yeah. In chapter yeah. 2. Chapter oh. 2. Chapter 2, verse 12, right? Oh. Mm. Under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Nice. Oh, There's that image talaga of sanctuary and of protection. Of refuge. But in verse 12 of chapter 2, that's about God. Yeah, it's about God. That you are taking refuge. In Yahweh, di ba? But this time, kay Boaz niya in-address. Yeah. Ang ganda. Parang yung be to me who you say your God is. Or something to yeah. that. Yeah, something to that. Okay. Ito pa rin mo yung sinabi mo. Mm -hmm. If this is the God that you believe in, sige nga, fulfill that. Basically, reflect the image mm -hmm. who you worship. Exactly. Oh, wow. Image bearers. Yung theme na yun. Oo, oh, oh, reflector ka. Oh, oh. Uh, which I think is something that we discussed last episode then. Yung we can see what's happening in a community na, or at least in characters who are fulfilling their role as image bearers. That's correct. That's right. May napansil lang ako dito because when Ruth introduced herself, she said, I am your servant. Mm -hmm. Siyempre, in English, servant. Yeah, Kala yeah. lang natin sa servant is, you know, perhaps like a slave. Hindi eh. Ang ginamit pala niya dito na word in Hebrew is different from the kind of servant na parang laborer or possession. Because that would be a different Hebrew word that is sipa. Mm -hmm. But the word that she used here is ama. Which suggests that she is one of those women who parang describes or connotes that I'm a woman and ready to get married. Ah, Something like interesting. that. Interesting. It has that nuance. So nagets agad ni, dun palang nagets na ni Boaz, yeah. her intention yeah. for being there. I just wanted to add that in those times, marriage contracts actually talk about the men covering their wives with the wings of their garments. Wow. Mm. So okay. Boaz already knew that this was a marriage proposal. Chaka, I mean, dunumabas na yung for you are a redeemer. Mm. Talking about the leveret mm. marriage, the kinsman redeemer. Yeah. So as Gutsch mentioned earlier, we see that marriage isn't just between the both of them but it also helps like preserve the line of Elimelech and Malon and Malon. those who died right and we also see here that Ruth herself is not just acting selfishly she also recognizes that she's the only living family member who could continue Elimelech's line that's yes, right that's a good insight I mean, remember that Naomi's too old to bear kids and Orpa went back to Moab. So Daladala niya yung bola. Ang bigat ng responsibility na to. Mm -hmm. Siya na lang yung pwede. Mm -hmm. Daladala niya yung pangalan. Hindi lang nung sa kanya, hindi lang yung kay Naomi, pati kay Elimelech, pati kay Malon. Daladala right. niya. And itong tama, responsibility tama. falls 
in the hands of a foreigner. Oh. A foreign woman. Who yes. is a widow. Yes. And like Orpa, yeah. she could have just walked away from this. Na parang, not my responsibility. Uh-huh. Not my problem. Because yeah. there's options. Siya. Oh. She had an out. She could have yeah. gone home. But you can see here, Ruth, that she's not doing I will carry this weight. So she's not doing this for herself. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Ang grabe, ang selfless naman talaga ni Ruth. Okay. So verse 10, Gotch, if you could please read it. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. Wow, my daughter. Daughter zoned ulit. <laughs> oh, not daughter zoned. Ganun ba? Yeah. So if it wasn't clear before, this line between my daughter and then yung uh, you have not gone after young men, it makes it clear here na meron talagang age gap na malaki. Yes. Meron. Super age gap. Tito level talaga si Bob. Oh, oh. Yeah. So he belongs to the class na Titos of Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's also affirming that Ruth is a very Hayil character, right? A Ayon. woman of yes. noble character. Not the, her first act was when she came back with Naomi to Bethlehem, right? And Tama. then the second is this marriage proposal, everything that's unfolding here. Mm-hmm. A younger man would have been a much suitable prospect, especially in terms of being able to provide kids. Yeah, yeah ang ganda lang kasi na sinabi oh. ni Boaz. In the NIV, it says, this kindness is greater Greater than, than the, the first. first. It's greater than just coming back with Naomi. Here it says, your family loyalty. Mm. So it goes beyond kindness. It really is loyalty. That's what she's showing here. Allegiance. Allegiance. Faithfulness. Yes. Commitment. Commitment. Mm-mm. Ang ganda-ganda pala. So Boaz continues in verse 11. And now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. A worthy woman. Dito virtuous. Mm-hmm, a virtuous right. woman. So may reputation na talaga si Ruth by this time. Uh, Meron. Respeto. Who had hayil already. Yeah, and that's yeah. the same word that's used here to describe Ruth's character. She's a woman of Hayil. Yes, Hayil. So Ruth a Moabite is now being praised among the people of Bethlehem. Yeah. Because she's not serving her own self-interest. She's serving her mother-in-law. She works hard. She's committed. And in verse 12, I'll just continue. This is Boaz still speaking to Ruth. And now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Mm. And verse 13, Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, God, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So he's not the nearest redeemer pala. Oh, okay. okay. So ina-acknowledge ni Boaz na meron palang parang hierarchical structure within the clan. Yeah. Dapat ito munang mauuna kaysa sa akin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pero napaka, I mean, he's very conscious about Okay, this is my obligation, but the law also says, yan, this is not legalism, pero yung faithfulness lang niya sa law, yeah. yes. God's law. So basically, ayo lang niya mag-shortcut. Oh, Parang oh, hindi siya mag-shortcut. Oh, oh. And also, I guess, ayo niyang may matapakan, di ba? Parang oh, oh. being considerate also. Yeah. My question though is, like at this time, knowing that, you know, there was someone who was closer 
bakit hindi nila nilapitan sina Ruth and Naomi? Or... Yun nga, we can only guess why. Pero I think may clue dito. Eh. Mm. May clue dito sa story nila kung bakit. Kasi itong kinsman redeemer na role, hindi to volunteer. Hindi to voluntary. Yeah, it's an obligation. It's a responsibility. It's commanded. Eh. It's a duty. Yes. Uh-huh. Diba? Yung wording dun sa Deuteronomy is to perform the duty okay. of kinsman redeemer. It's not optional. Uh-huh. Yes. Pero since yung closest was not doing it. Uh, yeah. Curious, mm. diba? He hadn't contacted them in some way or was he not aware? Or didn't care. O nga naman, ano? Uh, maybe he wasn't willing or something. Or was he iffy because she was a Moabite? At saka, naku naman, magastos naman yun, ano? Kung meron ka ng pamilyang pinapakain, kukuha ka pa ng papakainin mong, diba? Magdadagdag ka pa ng responsibility. Mm-hmm. Edi, iwasan mo na lang. Pretend that you don't know anything about it. Plain ignorance. Hindi to pala kayo. And I think it's also, you know, considering that's the time of the judges, guys. Like, I don't think there were a lot of people who were very... Kept their word. Yeah. yeah, Or even cared, honestly. Or even respected the law and followed it as Boaz was doing. That's right. The commitment to the law. And then, makita mo pa si Boaz dito na the usual things to not care about the law. And then si Boaz dito is, even dito, ayaw pa niya mag-shortcut. Pinili niya yung hassle. Mm. Totoo, kasi okay na naman siguro yung buhay ni Boaz without Ruth. Eh, okay na yung buhay niya. Bakit ka pakukuha ng baton eh parang ipupukpuk mo sa ulo? Parang ganun yung dating, di ba? Tsaka, matanda na siya. Baka pa-retire na siya. <laughs> oh, isa pa yun. <laughs> like, he's not even under any type of legal obligation to help Ruth out. Mm-hmm. He's not the closest. That's right. right. So, he doesn't have to do it. It's not required by law. And yet, he does. Consistent. Kasi maski nga yung gleaning laws, remember? Yung application na ng gleaning law, sabi niya dun sa workers, o oh, sadyain nyo na, ilaglag nyo na yung mga, yung mga stocks. <laughs> Di ba yung ganun? Hindi, hindi na yun, wala na yun sa law. So above and beyond. Din talaga yes. yung character ni Boaz, above and beyond. Yeah, because what the law simply states is like the minimum requirement of bahala ka na how you're going to show your generosity. It seems like he understands the heart of the law. Yeah. Exactly. So that he's able to go above and beyond it, right? Yes. So in verse 14, So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Sino ba kausap niya dito? Yung mga tauhan niya? Hindi clear sa... Hindi clear eh. Mm. Hindi kasi clear eh. Oo, it just says here, He had said, No one must know. It could also be talking to her. Uh-oh, he uh-oh. could just have said it. Yeah, out loud. No one should know. Kasi kung may makalaman, ay chichismis to, di ba? Yes, uh-oh. May pumunta nung sa gitna ng gabi. Siyempre, kung machismis na may babaeng pumunta sa gitna ng gabi, eh, ano isipin nila? Right, Even if her intention right. was honorable, alam mo na, mga tao na nagsasalita. Oh, di ba? And kahit walang nangyari, oh, di ano yung i-assume ng mga tao. Yep, so, yep. ang ginagawa ni Boaz dito, it's also to protect the reputation of Ruth. Ruth. Yes. Well, his own reputation also, but then also of Ruth. Yes. yes. And as a side note lang din, kasi may mga nagbabasa ng kwento na to, and at this point, sinasabi nila na may nangyari. Oh, really? Ini-insert okay. nila. Kasi usually, pag nanood ka ng Netflix, pag nanood ka ng mga more contemporary material, uh, usually, that's where scenes like these go. Yeah. Um, Parang yun yun fade scene, tapos fade the next day. Oh, oh yun, di ba? Tapos may music na maganda, fade. So, ibig mong sabihin, yung iba, the way they see this may nangyaring like sexual contact? Oo. Oh, oh. Some people put that reading and I think Wala. it's... <laughs> oh, kasi yun yun, I think 
it's putting a very modern lens in yep, right. That's right. Uh-oh. Yeah, with our idea of how relationships should go between men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pero yun nga, it ignores a very important message. Na yung characters dito are characters of Hail. Tama. Yes. Na Tama. Sa mundo ng judges where everybody did whatever they wanted. Yeah, it's a contrast. Oh, oh it's a contrast. Yeah. Na mm-hmm. These are people who live life in obedience and holiness. That's right. Uh-oh. And it's very refreshing because you come, you know, right after judges and you have these stories of people getting raped and murdered and mm-hmm. lahat na. And then suddenly you have this very small town. Um, very Small town with small people with small events. And they're pure. Yes. Uh-oh. And it's very quiet uh-oh. and pure. Uh-oh. And it's very nice. Right? It's very refreshing. Breath of fresh air. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, just that, a, a little takeaway from that one it's huwag nating mamaliitin yung mga buhay na lived in holiness pero hindi naman na jajaryo yes. hindi mm. naman na nagbabira so let's move on so in verse 15 then he said bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out and she held it and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her then she went into the city. So six measures is around 80 pounds to 36 liters. Binit-bit ni Ruth yun. Batak talaga itong si Ruth eh. It could be na in case na makita siya, parang may props siya na isipin na ah, nag-gather lang siya ng grain. Pwede uh, Night shift na yeah. gathering ng night grain. Night shift. <laughs> Just to add to protection. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And some commentators have actually observed the significance of the number six here, which we know signifies in completeness because number seven is the complete. Ah. So here we see that the seed is still incomplete because in the following chapter, that's when we'll see that Ruth gets to complete her rest. Oh. Down payment of rest. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Down payment Wait. of rest. Down payment siya. Tapos, tutuparin natin yan sa so next, next chapter. chapter. Okay. <laughs> so verses 16 to 18, um, Mitch, if you could please read them. All right. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, What happened, my daughter? Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her. And she added, He gave me these six scoops of barley and said, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, Just be patient, my daughter, until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. So in verse 16, Naomi asks Ruth, How did you fare? So actually, the question, how did you fare, is actually translated as who are you. Oh. Sino ka na ngayon? Oh. Hyphenated na ba yung apelido mo? <laughs> are you a different person, right? But I think it's a question that we see sprinkled throughout the past few chapters of Ruth, right? Boaz asks this question of Ruth too. Like, who is Ruth? Who is this uh, young woman? Uh-oh. Who are you? Yeah. So now we see that Ruth responds to the how did you fare question by saying that, oh, he gave me six measures of barley. And he said that I must not go back empty-handed to you. Remember that in chapter 1, we see that word, empty. Yes. Verse 21. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Okay. And now Boaz is giving that gift, which doesn't leave her empty anymore. Uh, yes. okay. And I think it's important to note here is also that God's grace isn't always just theoretical also. It's actual material grace, like. Six measures of barley. And we see that God is providing for their physical hunger but also spiritual rest through Boaz. Ah, So may reversal na kasi diba empty nung une that's how she perceived herself. And then here 
They're not empty anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then in verse 18, Naomi just tells Ruth, let's just wait for him to come back to us because he'll surely settle the matter today. Which I find very fascinating because she has never met Boaz oh, and man, she no. knows for sure that this guy will settle the matter today. She knows his character through his reputation, reputation. maybe, and also through Ruth's stories, perhaps. And maybe, I mean, you know, you know, you know, character ng isang tao because of certain things na ginagawa niya. True. Alam mo yun, parang sabi nila na you watch how people treat servers, waiters, janitors. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. How they treat them is a better mark of what their character is than how they treat their superiors. Ah, yeah. And here you can see it. Eh? How did Boaz treat the most disenfranchised, poorest of the poor right. in his community? Right. Tsaka, right. I mean, yung ganung kadami yung ibiniga, yung naglin ni ni Ruth back chapter 2 yeah that says something it was more than enough this is a mark of this guy's character yeah. that's true ganun lang minsan just a few acts will already like kakaiba tong tao na to yeah you get glimpses of their character yeah so I guess dito confident na talaga si Naomi na yep hintay ka lang sit tight solid yan yeah aayusin niya yan maasahan niya siya uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. and I think just to highlight I mean this was already mentioned earlier but it's very tempting to narrow down the book of Ruth into like a love story of boy meets girl mm. Mm. but in reality it's so much more I mean you're, it doesn't even have the factors of a typical Hollywood romance Boaz is a lot yeah. older than Ruth uh-huh. Ruth carries heavy bundles of grain <laughs> And we see that the commitment Boaz and Ruth exhibited was not even based on their physical attributes at all. That's true. It's based on their hayil. It's based on their character. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To add to that, ang napakaganda talaga dito yung kung titingnan lang natin yung character ni Ruth at ni Boaz, ito yung mga people of hayil. Mm. Nakikita natin yung character nila na they go above and beyond the requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diba? And I think that's one way to measure character is just how much are we willing to give beyond the minimum. Beyond Definitely. what is required. Mm-hmm. Oh, alam ko yung ano yung sinasabi sa batas pero I'm gonna go above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think ito yung type of people that God is calling us to be as well. This is the type of people that God is calling us to be. And this is, I suppose, the type of marriage that God is calling us to. That's right. right. Diba? And yeah. the, the insight for me as a married person here is, yung idea kasi natin of marriage is very intimate, very sexual, very personal. Mm-mm. But here, it's marriage as a communal act. Mm. It's marriage as being part of this community, being part of this family, and essentially honoring your commitments to God and to your family. It involves other people. The welfare of other people, in fact. Yes, the welfare and protection of other people. Yeah. Mm. That romantic, kilig aspect. This, not saying na wala siya doon. I mean, meron siguro in some marriages. Pero hindi yun yun foremost niya. That's not the foundation for a marriage. That's right. And that's, I think, what God is trying to remind us of here. Kasi ibang-iba na eh ang definition of marriage na yun. Yeah. The way that marriage is treated now, it's very treat it very casually mm-hmm. and it's very yun nga, emotions nga di ba yung sinasabi nga na parang it's the love that sustains marriage ah. kaya pag wala na yung love wala na yung mga feelings yung ano yung sinasabi nila I've fallen out of love uh-uh. I've fallen out of love kaya split na kami ang tinuturo ng Bible about marriage is it's the marriage that sustains the love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever I feel, it's the commitment. It is covenant. the covenant mm-hmm. that sustains the love. That's nice. That's right. mm-hmm. And it's not just a covenant between two people. God is always included in that covenant. Hindi na ganun ngayon ang focus, eh, no? Yung, yeah. This is a commitment, first and foremost, 
to the Lord. Since we're in that topic, going to Ephesians, marriage, uh, yung sabi ni Paul, it is a mystery. A picture of Christ and the church. But I'm talking about Christ yeah. and the church. Right. There's a cosmic reflection of the wonder and beauty of Christ's commitment to the church. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because in Ephesians chapter 5, that's when he quoted Genesis 2.24. Yung cleaving, that whole concept. And that definition of marriage, of course, describes the exclusivity of the relationship. But then, biglambawi si Paul, sabi niya, wait, wait, I'm actually talking about Christ and the church. Yeah. So marriage then becomes sort of like an acted out parable, a dramatized parable. Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's that right. this parable portrays the love of Jesus for the church. Yeah. In other words, Mitch, pag nakikita kayo ni Joel na mga kaibigan nyo, sabihin nila, ah, that's exactly how Jesus loved the church. Uh, yes. That's what you're portraying in your relationships. Hindi na yung, you know, the usual romantic. Mm-hmm. Our dynamic, the way that we treat each other and the way, the honor I give him and the love he gives me is supposed to reflect that. Uh, also, as a married man, yung idea na what great responsibility and accountability I have yes. in knowing that this marriage is supposed to be a reflection. People yeah. are looking at my mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. sa aking napakasimpleng marriage. And they should see the servanthood, the love, the wonder, and the beauty of Jesus Mm-mm. Christ. Yeah. It's a yeah. beautiful picture. And that's what we are to reflect. Yeah. Yeah, naman tayo sa reflectors of God's image of His beauty and everything. Uh-huh. I just wanted to add also because Gutch mentioned it earlier. I think among my contemporaries, like among the younger millennials, marriage has really turned into such an idol. Like, that's the end goal for most people. Ah. And they forget that the end goal is really to reflect God. That's the goal. And marriage is an avenue. Yun. Yes. Well, guess what, guys? When y'all get married, it's not the end. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh, man. Um, it's beyond the scope of this topic. But let me just say na people look at marriage as a happily ever after. Kami mm. yes. will no. tell you, it's once upon a time. <laughs> start of a story. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's the start of a story. And if you're not willing to be Christ-like, you could very well be the villain of that story. Yeah. Okay. You could be the dragon. You could be the villain of your family <laughs> if you are not willing to be selfless. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know we, we discussed stuff about marriage and everything and there is this tendency na maybe people who are not married might think it's not as applicable to them. Yeah. Yeah. It still is. Mm-hmm. It's character. Oh. It's about character. May kita natin yun sa marriage uh-huh. but may kita rin natin yan sa any life as a follower yes, of Jesus right. Right, right right allegiance to Jesus yes. and his commandments Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. are we willing to be people of high mm. image bearers of God whether we're married or single yeah. are we willing to be the people that God is calling us to be living in obedience will not do shortcuts and we live in holiness how we treat those who are more vulnerable than us mm. yeah. the people who are going the extra mile mm-hmm. not just doing the minimum but going above and beyond mm-hmm. in serving giving each other barley kaya pala lagi akong pinapakain ng asawa ko so I think yeah, going back there it's really are we gonna serve are we gonna reflect Christ That's right. mm-hmm. and if you're married single whoever you are whatever station you know 
you're in in life, you can still ask yourself that. How can I serve? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. in one sentence, how can I serve you? How can we serve God uh, together? Beautiful. Whatever season we are in life, when we are following Jesus, that means that we are going to reflect His character. Mm-hmm. That's our why. That's our purpose. Yeah. So, doon nagtatapos ang Ruth chapter 3. We do hope to see you guys in the next few weeks para sa ating last episode, both for Ruth and for the year 2021, which has been a very strange and interesting year. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, thanks and God bless. God bless. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us in the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. If you want to know more about our ministry, check out the UCM Interface Facebook page or email us at ucminterface at gmail.com. Join us in Union Church of Manila, Rada, Corner Legaspi, Makati City. Our Sunday services are also on YouTube. Thanks and God bless.